0: and don't forget to check out our website www.hisheartline.com we're happy to have you let's get started Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning, wherever you're at in the world, whatever time it is around your side of the globe. It is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022 here on this side of the world here in West Michigan. It is a nice, cool 40 degree overcast day with on and off rain. It's been great. I've been rained on practically for the last three, four days while at work, and it's been fantastic. But hey, we're here and tomorrow is my only day off this week. So woohoo. It is going to get pretty warm though, uh, here in Michigan, it's supposed to reach back up to 70, 71, 72. So that's kind of good. Um, we'll have that for like probably like two days and then back down in the forties again, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, but Hey, whatever, you know, it's all good. I'll take it. Um, so anyway, welcome. Glad to have you here. Sorry again. Um, actually I'm going to just not apologize because you guys already kind of get my is up in the air, uh, with my, you know, I haul fuel truck drivers, truck driver, you know, schedules are very unpredictable because there's a lot of unknown variables that we run across. Um, and on top of that, I do have a life outside of work and I still had to go get a few errands done because the two toilet seats that I had to replace in my house, um, I apparently got the wrong size. I, forgot that I needed to get elongated toilet seats, So I had to go back to the store and take them back, exchange them, you know, do all that good fun stuff. But anyway, (laughs) so here we are. Um, I was going to go to the gym today. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very lazy and yet again, say, Nope, not today. But I've been good with my diet. I've been good with my eating, and I'm still losing weight. That much I do know, and I'm feeling great. Um, it's just been such a long day. I'm not. I'm not going to the gym. It's one thing not to, you know, to force myself to get on here to do a podcast if I'm feeling lazy. I, I will do that. But when it comes to the gym, nah. Because I got to drive a few miles up the road. I got to change my clothes. I got to change my shoes. I got to warm up. I got to do all that stuff. That sucks. I don't want to do any of that. It sucks. Ew. And speaking of sucking, Rita just put on the chat board. It's 94 in California. That's stupid. Yeah, you can keep that crap out West. Uh, -uh. no, thanks. I'll take my, I'll take my 38 degrees, 40 degrees. (laughs) So anyway, um, I have no idea what's going on in the news today. Let me actually just pull it up. I'm just curious. I don't know. I did not check. I'm going to learn right here on the fly with all you guys listening. Uh, let's see real quick. I'm just kind of, Glance through some of these because uh, literally, like, I just don't listen to the news anymore. I hardly listen to podcasts anymore because I'm starting to pretty much be done listening to other people's podcasts, except um, X22 and um, the one that you know anybody that will be willing to have Destry Payne on or Donna Brandenburg on, I will give them the time of day. But outside of that, anybody else doesn't matter if it's radio or if it's podcast or whatever, I'm not listening to it because I'm so tired of these people. Not having a true constitutional man or woman on their show, they'll have anybody else on the de facto side that's running for senator or 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 Congress or whatever, knowing full well that they are part of the establishment. More than likely, I just I I, I can't. I'm just I'm done listening to almost all the voices out there. Like I said, other than X22, because that X22 has. Um, he's actually a bit unique. He has, um, made mention of, um, things that are referencing what's going on up here, even though he hasn't directly had Donna or Destry on the spotlight, something that I think Destry still trying to work on. Um, but like I said, everybody else though, I'm pretty much done. I don't even know what's going on in the world anymore. Cause again, I'm not going to worry my mind with you know, the gateway pundit or what's going on in Fox or OAN, you know, yeah, I'll scroll through the, um, you know, I'll go through the headlines just to kind of see what's going on. But you know, really, here's the thing, here's all that matters, folks. This is why I don't even give audience to any of that crap. There's only two things that were that that matter. Excuse me. Let me correct myself. There's three things that I concern myself with. Number one, God, God and his son, Jesus Christ, and making sure Every day I do a my conscious effort and verbalize it Jesus Christ thank you for all that you do please be in my heart today that's number 1 that's the first thing I concern myself with today the second thing I concern myself with is assembly matters restoring the republic of this nation so that we can become a free a truly free people not just in this nation because it would eventually reverberate to the rest of the world which again directly would make God happy because that would mean more people would turn to God when this kind of thing took place. So number one and number two, go hand in hand. Number three, focus on my family. Those are the only things that I concern about. I concern myself with. Outside of that, anything else? No. (coughs) Excuse me. So anyway, so real quick, let me see here. Gateway Pundit, Nah, fools and fanatics, Biden regime, energy advisor. I'm, I'm not yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, there's really not anything good anymore. It seems like, boy, that sounded terrible coming out of my mouth. There just doesn't seem to be anything worthwhile in these headlines. What is, what is this? Carrie Lake, what is this? Hilarious. Carrie Lake brings Katie Hobbs, in quotes, on stage at rally to do the chicken dance. Is this a real headline? Really? The NHL apologized for its 84% white workforce? Seriously. And they're going to launch an initiative to increase diversity. See? Oh my God. This is the kind of... Almost said a bad word. This is the kind of nonsense that I'm talking about. Really the NHL apologizes for 84% white workforce. Well, let's just call it for what it is. I don't think there's really a whole lot of black individuals that really care to get into hockey. It's kind of like NASCAR. It's not that those sports don't want people of color in those sports. It's just people of color want nothing to do with those white sports. Hell I'm white. I don't want anything to do with those sports. I like cars, but I don't like the concept of going around in a freaking circle. Hey, look, he took another left turn. He took another left turn. What will they ever do next? And I'm definitely not getting into hockey because that's just too cold for my liking. But seriously, you feel like as an organization, you got to apologize for 84% of a white workforce? Get out of here. How about this? How about we just hire people here, here's a breakthrough all to all you CEOs and executives out there that run these fortune 500 companies and organizations and franchises, here's a, here's a unique idea. Why don't we stop apologizing for who we already have hired, but continue to hire those not based on their color or gender. Or religion, but wait, based on their skill set, oh, or their qualifications, mind blow, that's, that's, Jason, you're getting extreme. We don't do that anymore. We don't hire based on skills and qualifications and comprehension and common sense. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's a thing of the past. No, we we hire at ABC Corporation. We actually have a pigment. Uh, a pigment uh, uh, detector. And if it doesn't go, if the numbers don't fall below a certain shade, date, they, they they don't they don't get hired. They have to be this level of pigmentation of color before they can even be thought about being hired. Now if it hits this number and they're very, very, you know, have this certain level of pigment, boom, instant hire. You know what? We won't even ask you for your social security card or even ask if you're even lawfully or legally allowed to work in the US. Instant hire. That's what these companies are doing. It's, it's stupid. Whatever happened to the good old speech from Martin Martin Luther King Jr. In his, I have a dream speech, right? I'm pretty sure he said something somewhere in his speech about being judged by the, oh, what's that word again? By the character of 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 oneself, and not by the, con, you know, not by the color of your skin, but rather the content of your character. Oh my God, Jason, don't don't bring that up. Martin Luther King Jr. is is considered an extremist like you for thinking like that. Do you see how insane this sounds, ladies and gentlemen? This is stupid. That's not what Jesus wanted. That's not how God intended it. Everybody bleeds red. Now everybody has different comprehension levels and stupidity levels. Yes. Which is why we have an interview process. To see if they're qualified. Look, if I was black and I went in to try to get a job as a an electrical engineer at Consumers Power, which is like the main power source here in, in, in Michigan. <clears throat> and I didn't have a degree, but I was a person of color. I'd say, yeah, you should you should hire me because I, you know, I don't have a degree, but you should hire me. Well, Mr. Jones, do you have any prior experience? No, no. I mean, I, I screwed in some light bulbs and... And put in an electrical socket one time you know i replaced the socket outside oh okay have you worked anywhere previously with using your you know uh use you know you know have you ever been an electrical engineer anywhere else no well what, what's your prior employment well um i worked for republic trash collection services um I actually, I you know, I did some marketing. I worked for a company, did some marketing and sales, but uh, nope, nope. That, other than that, that's that's about it. You know what, Mister Jones, you're hired. You're hired. Forget anybody else that has the degree and the knowledge and the uh, experience. No, that that just goes out the door. That's we don't do that. This is stupid. I just can't believe that the NHL apologizes for 84% white workforce. Get out of here. All right. So next on the agenda here, before we get into the reading, um, and that's just exactly it. I was just, and I got something, I got a piece I'm going to be working on a a recording that I'm going to do. Um, I know it doesn't sound all that exciting now that I hear it saying coming, having it come out of my mouth like that, but I like doing little pieces like that. I do myself to, to play. And I spent the last, uh, Couple of days writing this out. It's not long, but <clears throat> what Rita just said here the enemy wants us divided. Part of what I wrote down has everything to do with division. They want to divide us by race, by color, by religion, by political parties, by socioeconomical uh, status, by body type, um, mass, no mass, vax, not vax, gay, straight, furry. Or normally normie, I mean, you know, this is what they want because they don't want us coming together and being united as one people that will go against these satanic, tyrannical, evil, despotic forces that are basically trying to kill us, make us sick. And if not kill and make us sick, definitely pilfer the, 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 whatever little wealth that we're able to amass out of our own pockets. Here's the thing. Uh, Let me get my notes for a second. There's two things I want to read real quick out of Isaiah, real quick, before I get into the reading. Isaiah 48, 14 states, All of you assemble and listen. Who among you declared these things? The one the Lord loves shall do his will against Babylon and the offspring of Chaldea. And then if you look at Isaiah 49, 8, again, says this. Thus says the Lord, in a time of favor, I answer you on the day of salvation. I help you. I form you and set you as a covenant for the people to restore the land and a lot, the devastated heritages. What are the devastated heritages? I don't know, the melting pot of people that live here in this nation. See, these people that run this nation and, and their time is coming due make no mistake their time is coming due to an end but they know if we come together as one body polit- politic as an assembly god's assembly <laughs> their days wouldn't just be numbered they'd end their their existence would end in an instant in an instant here's something i want to play aside from all of that I was, I, I forgot about this guy on YouTube. Um, I forgot his name. He does these funny segments that are about fu- any depending on the subject matter, anywhere between five and nine minutes. The one I'm about to play is about five minutes and it's titled if virtual reality was honest. Listen to this. It now it's got a lot of comedy in it and it's, it's better to watch with the visual, but I think you'll be able to grasp what the message is being portrayed here just by the audio. Bueller.
1: When I first invented the internet, it was all text-based and very difficult to steal user data. Then with the rise of smartphones and faster speeds, everything became video-based and stealing data was much, much easier. But it's still not enough. Hi, my name is Roger Horton. And today I want to talk to you about the Rogerverse, a world where anything is possible, where dreams become reality, where I will become your God and you my pathetic digital subjects. Confused? It's better if I just show you. Strap on this skin-irritating, headache-inducing, heavy face box straight out of a cyberpunk chiropractor's wet dreams. Hurry, hurry, hurry! This smartphone, duct-taped to a Viewmaster, becomes unusable if we drop an update or release a new iteration of this technology that becomes outdated every few months. It's not like we do backwards compatibility. Now, let's free you from that moist, pendulous meat prison and escape this corporeal plane.
2: Hey. Whoa!
1: Welcome to the future of the internet, where the only limits are those imposed by your weak imagination and your credit card company. Oh man, this is like a video game. Can I play? First things first, you can't enter my magical computer world without first creating an account for our social media platform that's actively destabilizing the world's governments. I don't even use social media. Look, we can't track everything you do unless you sign this, okay? So just do it and you can get to playing. Great. Now, what kind of hero would you be without some sort of pricey digital weapon? That seems a little expensive. Well, you can always go back to the real world where you have zero swords. Here come the ninjas.
0: And just to paint the to, just to paint the image here, like I said, you'll have to watch the video. I'll post a link in the show notes. But all you see is this guy with his virtual reality headset on with Roger, the guy who is in charge of the Rogerverse, right? All you see is this guy is doing his crazy motions while he's doing in this virtual reality world. That's what you're hearing. <sighs> uh.
1: Did you enjoy pretending you had some sort of useful skill and specific purpose? That was fun. What happened? You almost said a swear, friend. Where's my sword? Part of the deal is if you fail to follow our platform's neo-puritan bylaws that somehow don't apply to literal Nazis, we'll ban you from our dystopia forever and revoke all those items you purchased from us. But my sword. Let's try again with something a little less arousing. Now. This is what the Rogerverse is actually all about. Working, meetings, getting yelled at by your boss. I think I prefer ninja work.
0: Gary! Ah! I needed that
1: report on Simeon's slurp
0: juice habits an
1: hour ago. Uh, Sorry, I'll get right
0: on it. Is there a keyboard around here somewhere? Have it on my desk in the next 10 minutes, or I'll dock your pay 200 Rogerverse tokens.
1: Wait, your real desk or your computer desk? Who, uh, who is that for? Thanks to our data mining, ah! we know exactly what to market to you. And it's definitely not products created by other companies because we're committed to squashing and buying up any and all competition. Even if we do let some decent content be sold by a third party, we will take a 50% cut of their profits. That way, the Rogerverse remains carefully curated to ensure everything on here is incredibly buggy and low quality for you. Mm. I can see you're still not sold on the Rogerverse, and I know why. It's because you're a man of culture, a man of taste. I've got just the world for you
0: just to paint this picture for a minute. It's not graphic, but you could pretty much tell by the music. It's more of a an erotic type of virtual reality. Again, there's nothing uh what do you want to call it? Uh as far as the sounds go, anything weird, but it you could see from the virtual when you watch the video what it's supposed to depict.
1: What is this place? Get- <clears throat> Get it. Oh my God. Yes. And yes, I didn't know he said, oh my God, my yourself. apologies for that. I, I While totally we record all your biometric data, eye movements, your little grunts, whether you realize it or not, we're collecting enough information to clone you once technology catches up. Pretty soon, we'll be able to package <clears throat> and sell your actual soul. That's worth a pretty penny to the right buyer. I've been virtually
0: Roger. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just not the truth, though? That's what this virtual reality does. That is exactly <laughs> you and my wife both, Liz. <laughs> For anybody that's not in the chat and they're listening to this on the replay later, Liz says on the chat board, "I only want a clone to do the chores that I don't want to do." <laughs> yes, I want a clone to go to work for me. <laughs> oh my god! Now I see why podcasters don't interact with their chat board on a regular basis because, <laughs> you know what? I think it. I think it adds. A certain level of, of, of engagement that i think people really like so you know what i'm gonna just keep doing it. i don't care if it distracts from the show but that is so funny <laughs> but on a whole serious level why did i play that jason what did i have to do with anything with one percent with him they not only want us divided but they want us distracted they want us in you know in, involved in the whole bread and circus why because they don't want They don't want people realizing the real truth of what's going on out here. Listen, let me just read what I wrote today. That's going to be part of this recording piece. This this thing that I want to put together. This is the very reason they wanted us divided is by, you know, or the the very reason they want us divided through religion and political parties, race, gender, socioeconomic classes, body type, sexuality and ideologies. Keep the people divided so they will not unite against the elite. And when that fails, dumb them down with media and technology. And if that fails, get them hooked on drugs and alcohol to diminish their health and shortens their lifespan. And if that fails, poison their food and water supply so that they have no choice but to turn to big pharma to cure the uncurable disease. This way, they kill two birds with one stone. They not only keep us divided, but they profit off of death and destruction for the people of the people. And when all else fails, and that doesn't work, invent a man-made pandemic and shut the world down to prevent God's people from assembling with six feet, social distancing and face mask muzzles to shut us up. That's exactly what they want. They don't want people realizing the truth of what's going on with the assembly. And, and, and um, Rita, I did see your comment above. I was kind of on a little bit of a soapbox, but I did. I didn't, I want to make sure I, I didn't overlook it, but she says something interesting. She said, you know, when I was talking about earlier, and I think this is where she started typing the comment where I said, I'm done, you know, listening to all these podcasters out there. She says, well, I wonder if it's because, you know, with the assembly one, you know, the assembly ones who are infiltrated have burned others. And then she says, I spoke to a good friend yesterday and he really questions whether this is all true probably meaning like the legitimacy of the national assembly and how it's really a a movement and the grassroots level of getting our power back. And she continues to say in her comment, he will be listening to your podcast and also the three hour interview with Destry. And then her last comment was, you know, so many have been burned by date setters. I was one of them, of course, when I say, I was one of them, meaning I was burned by them as well. You know, the whole trust the plan, white hats are in control and so much other slogans. I think people are really leery now and they think it's too good to be true. They want proof that things are happening. I totally get that sentiment. I really do. And just for the record, in case somebody maybe didn't grasp that, she is making the comment that that's what others are feeling, not her, by the way, just to be clear. Um, is part of the California assembly, by the way. And I think as well as Angie and I don't know, and angel eyes, I know she is, I believe. Um, but you know, so the thing is, is that th- this is the other thing too. This is why now think about this for a second. This might go a little longer than it typically does, but think about this for a second. See, I've been thinking a lot lately and which is why I've had my music off. I've been tuning out of the news. I- I've been doing a lot of thinking and praying. Now, I'm not making this claim, but I'm going to pose this as a question. What if? Now, remember, the Assembly had their states and was about to come out of interim status back in October of 2019 before it all fell apart. Now, what else was happening in October? Event 201. Jason, what's event 201? Well, that was the event that was taking place at Johns Hopkins University that was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And it was a big simulation of what the world would do. Companies, banks, media, basically every institution around the world. What would happen if a pandemic occurred? Interesting that that happened in October, in in the fall of 2019. And then what happens March of 2020? The whole world freaking shuts down. So, what am I trying to say? You have all these truth tellers out here that, and there's a lot of them. I mean, there's so many of them. So many of them. Now, again, I'm going to pose this as a question. I'm not making this as a declaration. I'm not saying that this is fact. I'm not saying that this is what... I think I'm just, again, I'm posing this question because, again, not only do they want us divided, sick from the food and medicine they feed us and and and, and ill-ridden with different diseases, they will do everything they can to hold on to power so that we, the people, do not unite and assemble under God. In the National Assembly to rightfully take back the power and sovereignty that God always gave us, and we always had. We just forgot who we are and where we came from. So, what if you had all these people that were agents of the Vatican and Vandersteel, Scott McKay, with uh, Patriot—you know, the Patriot Street Fighter—obviously, uh, uh, all the ones in mainstream media. You know, you get all these people, particularly in the truther community, that all got nuked off YouTube, supposedly, right? Because there's some pretty good solid truth tellers that I still see that are on YouTube. I still raise questions on that. But they'll get suspended and then they'll get let back on. They'll get suspended and then they'll get back, you know, they'll get let back on. One guy, for example, who I follow very closely, Bix Weir. He's a, a big follower of what's happening in the banking world and particularly with the silver industry and the silver markets. He's been following this for decades. So he'll get suspended from YouTube. He'll get put in timeout and then he'll let him back on. But again, another big truth teller. And somebody was just asking, Scott McKay is not a good guy. I I will just say this because I'm not going to just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sling mud, but I have listened to him enough and I know what he's touting and what he's pushing. And what he's pushing is the state, just like Ann Vandersteel. He's pushing this whole state national crap. He's pushing the, uh, Uh, What is it? Richard Gould or whatever his name was. That you can take a nation back over by capturing the flag. He's pushing that bullshit crap. So based on those conversations I've heard him on on previous shows, I will not follow the guy. No, in my humble opinion. Now, this is Jason Jones speaking. I'm not trying to sling mud. I don't believe him to be a credible source for 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 truth. Now does that mean he's not putting some truth out there? Yes, he is putting some truth out there, but remember, the enemy is always follows the 80-20 rule. What did uh what's her name? Leanna say on her Power Passion Freedom show? She said, they will insert, they will give out 80% truth so they can insert 20% web of lies. Remember that. And yes, I still, the jury is still out and I'm a big fan of X-22. Big fan. I think Dave is great. There's still a small percentage that still the jury is out on him in my mind. Again, pray for discernment, ladies and gentlemen. I am not going to tell you who you should and shouldn't follow. I am on the bandwagon of what Donna Brandenburg says. Listen to everybody, but discern and pray. And cherry pick the truth nuggets out of the bucket of poo, if you will. Be very, very cautious. Oscar, I love what you just said there. Amen. And my sentiments are with you. <laughs> and he used the poo emoji. <laughs> oh, I love it. <coughs> Excuse me again, I'm, I'm, we're all children of God. They may have proper intentions, and they may really truly want to get the Republic back. And and like all of us, we're just trying to figure it out, right? Which is why I'm not going to be so quick to sling mud and put and bash people. I will question But I will not sling mud and bash people because I was also someone who was ignorant. I was also someone who didn't have all the facts and probably still don't have a lot of facts yet. I'm still trying to learn myself. We're all human, right? We were all sheep at one point. We were all dumbed down and indoctrinated. I think this is why it said in the Bible that you know, the wide path or the wide gate is 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 easy for many will take that path and the narrow gate, very few will be able to take it. And again, paraphrasing here, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I think I understand what that means. People like us that are listening here right now, I, I truly believe all of you have eyes to see now and ears to hear. Again, I say to all of you, Listen to your normal guys that you typically listen to, whether if that's SGT report and we know, um, X-22, Bards FM, Kilted Christian, the Patriot channel and Sirius XM, I don't care if it's CNN, just use discernment. And that includes here too. Don't take everything I say for face value. Listen to everybody with skepticism. Trust, but verify is what I always like to live my life by. Trust, but verify. All right. Enough of all that. Holy cow. We're 33 minutes in. I didn't even get the reading. Okay. Romans 8. Let's get into this. I'm so sorry, guys. Once I get on one, I get on one. But again, I hope I made myself clear. I don't want to sling mud at people because I listen to a lot of people. I listen to Scott still. I listen to X-22. Every once in a while, I'll tune in to SGT report. So... Yeah, you gotta beware of false prophets. Absolutely, Ron, yes. Okay, New American Standard Bible, chapter eight, Romans, Romans chapter eight, excuse me. Therefore, there is now no condemnation at all for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of the life of Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do weak as it was through the flesh, God did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who are in accord with the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are in accord with the spirit, the things of the spirit for the mindset on the flesh is death. But the mind set on the spirit, life and peace, because the mindset is on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. However, you are not in the flesh, but in a spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Wow. Amen. So then, brothers and sisters, we are under obligation not to the flesh, to living according to the flesh. For if you are living in according with the flesh, you are going to die. But if you, by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the spirit of God, there these are sons and daughters of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs, also heirs of God and follows heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Excuse me. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us, for the eagerly awaiting creation awaits for the revealing of sons and daughters of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only that, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons and daughters, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see through perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. Now in the same way the spirit also helps our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we should but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words and he who searches the heart hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of god and we know speaking of that that god causes all things to work together for good To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he uh, foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And these whom he predestined, he also called, and these whom he called, he also justified, and these whom, whom he justified, he also glorified what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for all of us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring charges against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus. He who died, but rather was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from love of Christ? Will tribulation, or trouble, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We were regarded as sheep to be slaughtered, But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whew, that was very long-winded. Verses, that was 39 verses in chapter 8 there. Wow, I need a sip of water, excuse me. Wow. <clears throat> that was a lot. I'm surprised I can still breathe after all of that. <laughs> okay. So, whew, I need to catch my breath from that. Holy cow, I feel like I just ran a marathon reading all that like that. So, what does <laughs> what is Romans chapter 8 trying to tell us here? All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Romans 8 is one of the most loved chapters in all of scripture. And judging by what I'm seeing in the chat board, I'm seeing a lot of people who are favoring this reading. I'm seeing a lot of yay and amen. And yeah, I'm seeing a lot of favor here. Um, hands up, you know, emojis. Love these verses from Rita. It can never separate us. Amen. Yes. And it is one of the most loved chapters in all of scripture because Paul begins and ends this chapter, or excuse me, this passage, with sentiments about the absolute security of those who are in Christ. In fact, my wife and I, we were just having this conversation earlier, just before I came down to the basement, um, you know, to, to go live on the air. We were talking about how really following Christ and God really should not be a complicated process. It should be simple. And I got a little separate story outside of that to tell you here in a second. But first we got to remember that there is no condemnation at all for those in Christ. Lastly, Nothing will ever be able to separate us from God's love for us in Christ. By this, he's referring to those that, who have been saved by their faith in Jesus. And as scripture makes clear, the promise of salvation is only given to those who believe in Christ, but those who reject Jesus reject God. And we can see that demonstrated in John 8, 19 and will not be saved. Now, for those who come to faith, their salvation is absolutely secure. Again, we could see that referenced in John chapter 10, verses 28 through 29. And hardships may test their faith and strengthen it, but they will never imply that God has abandoned his children. Christ had hardships. I think we often forget about that. Christ had times of loneliness. Christ had times of temptation. And Paul makes the case for why this is true. He begins with another simple explanation of the gospel and God's good news about his son's life on earth as a man in death on earth for our sin that allowed the law to be fulfilled and justice to be done for human sin. Now, those who come to faith in Christ are described as living according to God's Holy Spirit. Now, we no longer live according to the flesh as all non-Christians do. Those in the flesh, the world's way of living for self before and above all else are hostile to God and they can't please him. And so God's Spirit lives in every Christian. Well he should. And if someone doesn't have the Spirit, he or she is not a Christian. If you don't have the Spirit, because the Spirit is given to us by God, which is this, you know, it, it's the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. He will resurrect us as well after these sin wrecking bodies have died. That's why I don't uh, yeah, I'm gonna hold my opinions because this is not an opinion show, this is a Bible show. <laughs> the spirit from God, though, is not a spirit of slavery. God did not save us simply to compel us to do his bidding. Instead, the spirit is a spirit of adoption. And God makes us his sons and daughters. His spirit makes us able to cry out to the God as a little child who cries out for their dad or mom. And since we're heirs of God, we will share in all the glories at God's kingdom, of God's kingdom with Christ forever. And we also you know, share in Christ's suffering, including the everyday suffering of living on this fallen planet. I can't tell you how many times when I get in my semi and I'm driving down the road and I just look around at all the different things that I see. And what I see is I see a lot of people that are living for the self. Like Scott says on his show on Bards FM, not Scott McKay, but Scott on Bards FM. Everyone is living in, the, in, in with the, what is it? What does he say? The religion of me, I think is what he says. That's, that's, that's the majority of the world. Everybody's living in the religion of me. Forget the religion of Christ. They want to live in the religion of me. It's all about me, 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 me. And Paul is quick to say that our suffering here is now and now, you know, here in the here and now is not worth comparing to the glories of eternity, but he doesn't say that the suffering doesn't hurt. In fact, Paul writes that we groan right along with all of creation under the consequences of sin and we're all waiting and creation waits for God, God's children to be revealed and all to be made right once more. And we, God's children wait for our adoption to be complete in the redemption of our bodies. And when that happens, we can be with our father in heaven. Now, until then, though, we wait and we suffer. Some more than others. And my Lord, I tell you, I believe my wife, she is one of those that suffers more than anybody I know. That I know, not anybody that you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of people you guys might know that, right? It just seems like a bad luck cloud is always following them, right? And so, but we, we got to remember, we don't do it alone. Like yesterday, my wife, she had a, just, she, she just had a bad day. Not that anything bad happened to her. I mean, her car was acting up and it wasn't even anything, even anything big, but it was just the icing on the cake, if you will. She's had so much go on, mostly in her family, mostly with her health, mostly with her body, mostly with People in her life that, you know, act like two faced jerks to her. And she's got a big, great, beautiful heart, giving, will do anything for anybody, puts herself last. A lot of people dismiss her because, you know, she has such a very small feminine sweet voice and i think a lot of people mistake that for weakness and so she gets walked over a lot by even people in her own family whether they realize it or not and i say that to say this so yesterday she had a time of just breakdown complete breakdown she was in tears all day just complete agony and suffering with her own um I don't want to say demons, she doesn't have demons, but with just her own struggles. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, remember this love. I call her love or babe. I told her, I said, remember this love. I said, you're not going at this alone. Your struggles are my struggles. Your hurt is my hurt. Sure, you don't see me cry. Because, you know, I believe everybody has different levels of emotional uh, breaking points before the tears start rolling out. I said, but you're not, you're not doing this alone. I said, I, I'm not trying to diminish what you're feeling. You need to cry. These, this is, you know, clouds get weighted. You know, there, there comes a point where even clouds need to release their precipitation and rain. You can't hold all that back. But I told her, I said, remember, the car is just a car. It's fixable. It's repairable. It's replaceable. Don't worry about that. It's it's an earthly object. Who cares about it? Now, granted, it's her first new car. But I told her, I said, don't worry about that. It's replaceable. It's fixable. Don't let that bother you. Everything else, I get it. Miscarriage, it's hard to get away from that, especially after the third or fourth one. Having eight people in our family die this year. That's hard to get over, especially when they're her grandparents, that she's really close. But my point was, just like it says right here, but we don't do it alone. I was trying to tell her, you're not in this alone. And so back to this, you know, Romans, God is with us spiritually in the form of his Holy Spirit. Remember, just because we're Christians and we follow Christ doesn't make us immune or exempt from dealing with struggling hardships. No. And like Zero in Michigan just said, trials, yes. Tribulations, yes. Liz, I, I, uh, or wait, where did I see this? Somebody, hold on, I just saw this. Oh, Rita was saying this, God will use her for his glory. I truly believe that. She's a beautiful soul. It just amazes me that God even blessed me with her answering yes when I asked her to marry me. I don't know what she was thinking. She must have been on drugs. <laughs> But but here's the thing God is with us spiritually in the form of his holy spirit and who helps us in many different ways. For one he helps us take our prayers even our unformed ones the ones that aren't spoken right looks in our heart. God knows our prayers he knows what we truly want. What we're truly crying out for the spirit intercedes for us to a god who is searching our hearts. Again referenced in Romans 8, verses 26 through 27. We're almost done here, I promise. I know this went a little longer than I typically do. But while we wait, we can also be absolutely sure of one thing, that our God is for us. He is working out every circumstance for our ultimate good, and He chose us before we even knew Him and destined us to be called justified and glorified. Amen and god being for us means that nobody can ever be can ever bring any accusation against us and make it successful god has already justified us christ stands by making intercessions for us in that he paid for each and every sin with his own blood just as adam and eve made the whole world fall with one wrong choice by disobeying god christ was delivered here and was sacrificed and spilled his blood to reverse all of that. And that brings us back to where we started. Nothing, no matter how terrible, no matter how powerful, can ever separate us in any way from God's love for us in Christ. That is so important. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. It was a calling that I had to follow because I saw what God did to me in my life and how he healed me and healed my marriage from almost falling apart in complete shambles and divorce. I wanted to help other people experience that same power that Christ brings into your life when you invite Christ into your heart, when you invite Christ into your marriage, when you invite Christ into the workplace, when you invite Christ into everything that you do in your life. I want people to feel that same power. That's why I started this podcast. And yet, Rita, you're absolutely right. The reality of what Jesus did for us truly is beyond our comprehension. There's no way our earthly minds will ever be able to understand the full, uh, what do you want to say? The full scope of what he died on that cross for us for. And like I said, this is what the one thing my wife and I were just talking about just not too long ago. Speaking of which, she is popping in and she is, she is spying. Ooh, we got an infiltrator. just kidding but anyway that is pretty much all we have for the day i see you with your little winky face there (laughs) that's the wifey and then i got my mom she just popped in man we're getting that was a family affair going on here holy cow man man oh man oh man oh man (laughs) don't tell her that rita she's gonna use that to her advantage and try to you know, I don't know, get gifts or something. I don't know. <laughs> She's like, Ooh, wonder what I can get out of them. <laughs> She's not that kind of wife. I promise you. Uh, but anyways, if anything, I'm always asking her like, Hey babe. Uh, so there's this new microphone that I really want. And it's a lot of money. Yeah. I, I'm usually, I'm that guy. <laughs> so anyways industry you're late to the party you're right at the end of the show come on man come on in the words of joe biden come on man all right enough joking around let's get let's get into a prayer i tell you it's been a long day let's get into a prayer and then i'm gonna go vacuum my carpets create some good lines in my carpets ah yeah i'm a freak i know all right heavenly father we thank you for another day of life and good health And I can't stress that enough because, again, as we always say here, without good health, good, solid health, we really can't do anything else. We can't serve you to the capacity that you need us. We can't um, love our neighbors the way you had commanded us. We cannot love you to the the capacity that we need to if we were ill-ridden with disease. And so we say thank you for all the things that you give us. For all the good health that abounds. And thank you for the gift of work. Thank you for this community. Thank you for giving me this call to come here to do this podcast. Even on days when I don't feel like doing it because of work or whatever. But we're still here. And we just pray that everybody who is struggling out there financially or with their health or with their marriage or with an addiction or whatever it is that they're struggling with, I just pray that you bring deliverance and healing and abundance and grace in their lives. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's pretty much all we got for today. And so, like I say, Every time, what do I always say? I always say here at his hard line, we are firm, we are steadfast. And what's the third one? We are uncompromising. It's very important that we remain as such because the enemy has crossed that line for the last time. Yeah, that enemy has crossed the line one too many times. Enough of that evil little demon and all his little minions doing that and trespassing on us no more. We push the enemy back on their side. We are warriors for Christ. And not just the people in this community at this podcast, but there's other good podcasters out there. Again, Scott at Bards FM, he's another solid one. He brings a lot of Jesus to people. I love what he says. Some things I don't agree with him on, but that's what makes us human. There are things, we're, not, we're not always going to see eye to eye on a lot of things. I get that. But the important thing is, invite Christ in your heart every single day. Because that is how we win this battle, this spiritual battle. Christ in our heart, eyes to the cross, always pray. The power of prayer supersedes the power of a sword all day long. So with that, I hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're located in the world. And we will see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow is my day off. I will be doing a podcast probably really early in the morning or maybe afternoon, not sure when. So we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.
2: were four years ago. We have a Democrat governor and a Republican legislature. They all failed us. They failed us through the shutdowns. No one stood up and fought for us. They all laid down. They're one and the same. It's a corrupt uniparty. Hi, I'm Donna Brandenburg and I'm running to be the next governor of the state of Michigan. The only true conservative, it would be my pleasure to serve with honor and integrity. In the United States of America, we are given opportunities that are unparalleled anywhere else in the world. And I want you to think about, what would you like this country to look like? Your voice counts. We get to determine, because we the people are in charge, what this country looks like, what the state of Michigan looks like, and how it's run. Choosing a governor for the state of Michigan is a job interview. That's your job, to decide who you want to manage your financial assets. We own this state and you get to decide how you want your state to be run. We are not a nation of political parties. We are Americans. And it's time to end this nonsense of dividing us up and keeping us fighting against each other. We need to stand together as Americans, fighting for each other to defend, to protect, to help ensure the opportunities that our forefathers enjoyed. They gave us everything we need to put this state back together. It's a wonderful time to be alive and we're gonna do just that. We're gonna put this nation back together. We're gonna kick the criminal politicians out and those that have robbed from us for years and who have taken our rights, who have spit on our Constitution. The time is now and their game is over. My first responsibility as governor is to listen to what you want done to find out what we the people want to have happen in this state. Your voice matters and what you think is important will be listened to. We will find ways to listen to every single one of you, aggregate that information and do what's in the best interest of the people of Michigan. We the people standing together is the key to taking the state back and assuring all of our rights are protected and that there is opportunity going forward. First and foremost, we have to have free and fair elections and they have to be honest. The First Amendment, your right to freedom of speech. You should be able to say anything you want to say without any threat or coercion hanging over your head. Second Amendment, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed, period, end of story. Constitutional carry, I think we should have tax credits for the purchase of firearms ammunition, as well as firearms training. And I think all of these unconstitutional agencies need to get out of our state. and We hang that on the 10th Amendment, starting states' rights. There's so much we can do going forward. I love Michigan. I was born and raised here my whole life. I've traveled a lot. I've traveled all over the state and this is a beautiful state to live. We are so blessed. It's time to take back the America dream. Our vote should never be motivated by fear. Vote your conscience. Vote Donna Brandenburg for governor of the state of Michigan November 8th.